Good morning and a warm welcome to your show, Sunny Mornings in Boston. We're the daily podcast that gets you started on the right foot and always with a positive vibe. I'm your host, Melissa, and it's Saturday, February 3rd. Welcome to your bonus episode. Today, we'll recap all the top news for the week with sports, local news, tech and science news, as well as business and entertainment news. But first, let's check out the weather in the Boston area. This morning, it's partly cloudy and feels like 20 degrees with 13 mile per hour wind. Tonight, the sun will set at 5 p.m. and it will rise again tomorrow at 6.55 a.m. It looks like we're in for a day of mostly clouds, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 36. North wind, 11 to 13 mile per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 24 and north wind around 10 mile per hour. In top news, the Himalayan mountains took 52 million years to form. Now, a new geological study has unveiled a fascinating process happening beneath them. The Indian plate, instrumental in creating this mountain range through its collision with the Eurasian plate, is experiencing delamination. This process involves a complex interaction where the top layer of the Indian plate scrapes against the Eurasian plate, while the bottom layer splits off and subducts into the Earth's mantle. This discovery challenges previous beliefs about the Indian plate's movements. Some scientists had argued it was moving horizontally, avoiding subduction, while others believed it was submerging beneath the Eurasian plate. The current findings suggest that both processes are occurring simultaneously. The research team used innovative methods, including helium isotope analysis from springs and seismic data, to uncover this phenomenon. In other words, that we can all understand, basically, the mountains are breaking away from each other now, after millions of years of coming together. Toyota Motor has issued an urgent recall for 50,000 older vehicles in the U.S., specifically targeting certain 2003 to 2005 models of Corolla, Corolla Matrix, and RAV4. This critical recall is due to potentially lethal Takadak airbag inflators, which could explode and send metal shrapnel into the vehicle. Worldwide, Takata airbag issues have caused over 30 deaths including 26 in the U.S., and numerous injuries. This recall is part of a broader issue, with over 67 million Takata airbags recalled in the U.S. alone. Toyota's recall specifically addresses driver's airbags in the RAV4 and front passenger airbags in other models. This alert follows similar do-not-drive advisories from other automakers, including Stellantis and Honda, due to the same Takata airbag concern. Well, folks, it's almost the end of dry January, and sometimes it extends beyond just one month, influencing a reevaluation of alcohol use. A reduction in alcohol consumption, even slightly, has immediate and long-lasting health benefits. According to scientists from the University of New Mexico, alcohol impacts almost every organ system. Reducing alcohol can lead to improved sleep, mood, mental clarity, and energy. Alcohol, while a sedative, disrupts sleep patterns and can lead to wakefulness in the latter part of the night. Over time, less alcohol intake can improve overall health, 
potentially aiding in weight loss, as alcohol is high in calories but low in nutrients. It also suppresses the immune system, so reducing intake could boost immune responses. Additionally, alcohol is a known carcinogen, breaking down into acetaldehyde, which damages DNA and increases cancer risk. Five years ago, 23andMe was soaring high with a valuation of $6 billion, acclaimed by celebrities and popular culture. Today, it's a different story. The company's value has plummeted by 98%, teetering on the edge of NASDAQ delisting. This decline reflects a significant shift from its early success, where millions used their DNA testing kits to explore ancestry and health. However, the company has been unable to sustain profitability, leading to staff cuts and financial struggles. CEO Ann Wojcicki remains determined, aiming to transform 23andMe into a comprehensive healthcare enterprise, developing drugs and providing medical care. Despite these ambitious plans, the journey ahead is fraught with challenges, including a dire need for fresh capital and overcoming the inherent limitations of their DNA testing business model. In a groundbreaking discovery, scientists at Stanford University, leading an international team, have shed light on why autoimmune diseases predominantly affect women. These diseases, which include lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, impact around 80% of women among their sufferers. The key lies in a molecule called ZIST, unique to women, which plays a crucial role in inactivating one of the two X chromosomes in females. This process, while essential, seems to inadvertently generate molecular complexes linked to autoimmune diseases. This finding, detailed in the journal called Cell, could pave the way for earlier detection and more effective treatments of these conditions. Although it doesn't fully explain the occurrence of autoimmune diseases in men, it's a significant step in understanding these complex ailments. Now let's talk more science. The moon is shrinking, akin to the wrinkling of a raisin, and has been illuminated through a detailed reanalysis of seismic data from the Apollo missions. Scientists have focused particularly on the moon's south pole, a region characterized by its rugged, cratered terrain. This analysis reveals that the moon is not only shrinking, but also experiencing moonquakes, which differ significantly from earthquakes on Earth. These quakes, potentially lasting hours, could pose risks to structures on the moon, making this information vital for future lunar explorations and settlements. As NASA plans to return humans to the moon with the Artemis missions, understanding these seismic activities becomes increasingly crucial. This knowledge will guide the strategic placement of lunar bases and the design of structures resilient to these unique lunar conditions. The Xiu archeological site in Northern China, unearthed in the 1960s, has provided groundbreaking insights into human history. Recent studies have determined that Homo sapiens were present at this site around 45,000 years ago, pushing back the previously understood timeline for human arrival in China by about 5,000 years. The site was rich with over 15,000 stone artifacts, animal bones, and a notable human skull fragment. Modern dating methods have confirmed the age of these artifacts, indicating a much earlier human presence in the region than previously thought. 
This finding suggests that early humans might have migrated to China via the northern route, possibly through areas now known as Siberia and Mongolia. The discovery not only highlights a significant advancement in human migration timelines, but also suggests complex interactions with other hominin species, like Neanderthals, and points to the existence of extensive trade networks, as evidenced by the presence of materials like obsidian from distant sources. This reshapes our understanding of early human migration and interaction in East Asia. Archaeologists recently made a groundbreaking discovery in Central Europe, uncovering a Bronze Age civilization previously unknown. This complex network of over 100 sites, connected by a vast societal landscape, was revealed through satellite imagery. These findings, including some of the largest structures of that era, have significantly altered our understanding of Bronze Age societies. Notably, this civilization, centered around the Carpathian Basin and the Tissa River, featured large megaforts enclosed by extensive ditches. Ground surveys and excavations suggest these sites thrived between 1600 and 1450 BC, before being abandoned around 1200. This discovery challenges existing theories about European prehistory, suggesting a cohesive, advanced society rather than competing chiefdoms. It also sheds light on the region's role in the broader European context during a pivotal historical period. New research contradicts the long-held belief that insects are attracted to light. Instead, artificial lights disrupt their natural navigation. Insects usually use light as a cue for orientation, with the sky being the brightest source. Artificial lights, however, cause confusion. Researchers from Imperial College London and other institutions observe this phenomenon through motion capture techniques and high-resolution cameras. They found that insects like dragonflies just circle lights or even crash when disoriented by upward-facing lights. The study published in Nature Communications highlights how artificial lighting alters insect behavior, a shift from the traditional view of simple attraction to light. Meta's Reality Labs, responsible for virtual and augmented reality technology, recorded a substantial operating loss of $4.65 billion in the fourth quarter. Despite generating over $1 billion in sales, this marks the unit's largest quarterly loss, contributing to a total loss of over $42 billion since 2020. This heavy investment in the metaverse faces new competition as Apple launches its Vision Pro headset. Meanwhile, the VR and AR market experienced a 40% decline in sales in 2023. Meta's push into the metaverse, with products like the Quest 3 VR headset, is part of a broader strategy to pioneer what Mark Zuckerberg calls the next frontier after the mobile internet. This week in the markets, it's set to be eventful, with several key happenings. The Federal Reserve's first meeting of the year is anticipated, where interest rates are expected to remain unchanged. Investors will be looking for any signs from the Fed about future rate cuts. The U.S. jobs report for January will also be released, showing whether the economy added the expected 177,000 new jobs. This report could indicate how the Fed's previous rate increases are impacting the economy. In tech, major companies like Alphabet, 
Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Meta are scheduled to report their earnings, which could significantly influence the market's direction. The Bank of England will also have its first policy meeting of the year, with expectations to keep interest rates steady. Finally, China's PMI data will offer insights into the state of the world's second largest economy, which is facing several challenges, including a housing downturn and deflationary risks. The startup investment scene faced a significant downturn in 2023, marking the lowest level of funding in four years. This decline, particularly pronounced in the tech sector, was largely due to rising interest rates. High-growth companies, once booming with investments, saw a stark reduction in funding, dropping to $167 billion from over $300 billion in 2021. Major venture capital firms, hit by the economic shift, drastically scaled back their deals. Despite these challenges, one sector shone brightly, generative AI. Investment in this area surged, with significant funds flowing into leading startups like OpenAI. However, the future looks cautiously optimistic. Expected interest rate cuts by the Federal Reserve could renew investor interest in startups, possibly revitalizing the IPO market. But the landscape has changed. Startups now face heightened pressure to cut costs and strive for profitability in this new, more fiscally conservative era. Alphabet and Microsoft exceeded earnings expectations, yet their stocks fell in extended trading. Alphabet's revenue grew 13% to $86 billion, while Microsoft's increased 18% to $62 billion. Despite surpassing cloud business forecasts, Alphabet's ad revenue slightly missed targets. Investors' high expectations, fueled by the company's strong AI developments and cost-cutting, including job cuts, led to disappointment. Analysts note unrealistic market expectations for advertising growth. Looking ahead, Microsoft forecasts a modest next quarter, with the market now focusing on upcoming reports from Amazon, Apple, and Meta. The 2025 Toyota Camry, launching in 2024, introduces a bold change as it transitions exclusively to hybrid models. This ninth-generation mid-size sedan features a 2.5-liter four-cylinder gas engine paired with electric motors. It offers a choice between front-wheel drive with 225 horsepower and all-wheel drive, which increases power to 232 horsepower. The Camry's design borrows elements from the Toyota Crown, featuring new front headlights, a refreshed cabin with a steering wheel and console design similar to the Crown, and an updated infotainment system. It comes in four trims, each offering unique features and styling. Pricing details are pending, but the current hybrid model ranges from around $30,000 to just over $35,000. U.S. stocks rallied today, recovering from the year's worst sell-off. The S&P 500 climbed 1.2%, the Dow Jones rose nearly 1%, and the Nasdaq led with a 1.3% gain. This rebound comes as investors adjust to the Federal Reserve's rate plans and anticipate major tech earnings. Fed Chair Jerome Powell's recent comments suggest rate cuts are unlikely at the Fed's next meeting, shifting expectations to May. Tech giants Apple, Amazon, and Meta are poised to release earnings, 
following Microsoft and Alphabet's results that didn't meet investor expectations. Additionally, the job market state will be revealed in the upcoming non-farm payrolls report, adding another dimension to this week's financial narrative. Now on to sports. Jim Harbaugh has been signed by the Los Angeles Chargers as their head coach on a five-year, $80 million contract. This follows the Chargers' underwhelming 5-12 season and the dismissal of Brandon Staley. Harbaugh, with a notable coaching record including a national championship at Michigan, is expected to bring stability and experience to the team. His arrival is particularly significant for quarterback Justin Herbert, as the Chargers aim to strengthen their presence in the Los Angeles market. Tom Brady, the legendary quarterback, is poised to redefine the role of sports announcers. His signing by Fox, initially met with skepticism, is now confirmed, with Brady set to call games this fall, and possibly even next year's Super Bowl. This move is part of Fox's strategy to innovate in talent development, exemplified by their willingness to let go of announcer Greg Olson in favor of Brady. Fox's ambitious approach combines nurturing internal talent, like Olson, while investing heavily in superstars like Brady. Brady's transition from football to the broadcast booth marks a significant shift in sports television, mirroring past transitions of sports icons like Joe Montana and Frank Gifford. The 2024 NHL All-Star Game is hosted by the Toronto Maple Leafs this year, marking their first hosting since 2000. This event features a return to traditional skills competitions, contrasting the creative additions in previous years. Competitions include shooting, skating, passing, breakaways, and stick handling. There is also a three-on-three -three tournament, which reintroduces the team selection by captains, a practice last seen in 2015. Viewers can catch the draft on ESPN2, the skills competition on ESPN, and the all-star game on ABC. For live streaming, ESPN Plus is the go-to. Moving on to a more local vibe. In our community spotlight on health and wellness, we are working with a national Pilates studio to bring you some free classes, so listen up. Check out Club Pilates with several locations in the San Diego area. Pilates presents a comprehensive wellness approach, cultivating strength, reducing tension, and elevating mental well-being. Scientific research affirms its benefits. So now you can check out Club Pilates for a free class with locations in Encinitas, Solana Beach, Oceanside, La Jolla, and more. Just be sure to tell them Sunny Morning sent you by. And now, back to the show. Now in local news. Boston's Downtown Crossing welcomes the WNDR Museum, an immersive art and technology experience, opening on February 1. Breaking the traditional museum norms, it encourages visitors to interact with the artworks. The 17,000-square-foot space features over 20 exhibits, including Yayoi Kusama's Let's Survive Forever Infinity Room. 
Designed to redefine the art experience, the museum includes dynamic installations like the responsive Light Floor by BrightLogic and the Wisdom Project by WNDR Studios. Located at 500 Washington Street, tickets start at $32 with discounts for children and military members. Provincetown, Massachusetts, recently joined six other communities in moving towards decriminalizing psychedelic plants and fungi. The select board voted for a resolution that instructs police to deprioritize psilocybin cases and calls for statewide decriminalization. This decision aligns Provincetown with Somerville, Cambridge, Northampton, East Hampton, Salem, and Worcester, where similar measures have been adopted. Advocacy group Bay Staters for Natural Medicine played a significant role in these developments. The push for decriminalization is backed by claims of medical benefits, such as treating addiction and mental health issues. Provincetown's decision, however, does not permit commercial sales, but supports medical use of psychedelics. Downtown Boston's latest public art installation, featuring two massive inflatable clown heads, has sparked a mix of intrigue and unease. Part of the downtown Boston Business Improvement District's Winter Active Walkable Art Experience, these clowns are wedged between buildings in Harlem Place Alley. Created by artist Max Stryker, the clowns are designed to appear shocked and alarmed, drawing varied reactions from the public. Some find the installation creepy with comparisons to the work of Junji Ito, a Japanese horror manga artist. Despite some criticisms, the exhibit has garnered attention and engagement. The clowns are one of 16 exhibits and will be on display until April 14, a week before the Boston Marathon. This exhibition, featuring eight artists and design teams from Canada, England, and the U.S., aims to animate and illuminate Boston streets, adding to the city's vibrant cultural scene. In the latest entertainment news, Curb Your Enthusiasm is set to air its final season on February 4th. Following this, Larry David will perform in Boston at Fenway's MGM Music Hall on April 1st. This is part of a limited tour with his first show in March in Washington, D.C. The event, titled A Conversation with Larry David, will feature David discussing his career, including Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. David humorously noted recent plastic surgery, joking it may affect his expressions. Tickets for the Boston show are available from January 31st for pre-sale and February 2nd for the general public. John Henry, the billionaire owner of Fenway Sports Group, has expanded his sports empire. His consortium, Strategic Sports Group, inked a $3 billion partnership with the PGA Tour. This deal grants them a minority share in PG Day Tour Enterprises, offering almost 200 pro golfers, equity worth over $1.5 billion. The PGA Tour, known for its rivalry with Live Golf, has moved towards collaboration, ending pending litigation. Henry's net worth is estimated at $5.1 billion, and his portfolio includes the Boston Red Sox, Liverpool Football Club, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and more. Maybe it's about time to find some new owners for the Sox. There isn't a single sports fan in Boston who likes John Henry, and frankly, it's just time for him to go. I'm sure Pittsburgh will welcome him with open arms.
And in entertainment news, Amazon and Jam Studio is developing a film about Heather Raslakin Morgan and her husband, Ilya Lechtenstein, charged in 2022 with a $4 billion Bitfinex Bitcoin heist and money laundering. Directed by Hannah Marks and co-produced by Lily Reinhardt, the film is inspired by a 2022 New York Times article. The story follows the couple's 2016 hack of Bitfinex, leading to their arrest in 2022. Before her arrest, Morgan was an aspiring rapper and Ford's contributor. They admitted to stealing 120,000 Bitcoin and agreed to forfeit their gains, facing up to 20 years in prison. The Justice Department recovered another $475 million related to the heist in August 2023. Since her arrest, Morgan has distanced herself from the crypto and NFT space, with her NFTs disappearing from OpenSea. The film's release date and further details are yet to be announced. Christopher Nolan, renowned for his direction in Oppenheimer, hosted a Q&A with Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie, delving into their new satirical comedy series, The Curse. Airing on Showtime and Paramount+, Plus, this groundbreaking show captivated Nolan, who compared its originality to iconic series like Twin Peaks. The plot centers around Fielder and Emma Stone, portraying a married couple running an HGTV show called Flipflanthropy. Their story takes a dark turn with the emergence of a curse that challenges their relationship and attempts to have a child. Benny Safdie, who co-created the series, also stars as a TV producer. Nolan's admiration extended to Fielder's HBO series, The Rehearsal, and the Safdie brothers' filmography. Allison Herman of Variety praised The Curse for its effective mood setting and exploration of exploitation at multiple levels leaving viewers to decide whether it's a must-watch or a pass. I haven't made up my mind on this one yet. Guy Ritchie's latest film, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, presents a unique twist on World War II storytelling. Set against the war's backdrop, it follows Sergeant Gus March Phillips, played by Henry Cavill, who is recruited into Britain's Special Operations Executive. The special operations executive focuses on irregular warfare, and March Phillips, known for his rule-breaking approach, is chosen to lead a risky mission. The movie's trailer reveals his assembled team of unconventional fighters, played by Isa Gonzalez, Babs Olusemakan, Alan Ripson, Henry Golding, and Alex Pettifer. These characters bring a blend of madness and skill to their task of creatively combating Nazis. The film, with its action-packed and whimsical approach, is set to be released in theaters on April 19th, promising a fresh take on the genre. As promised, here are five funny movies on Netflix to help get you through some of the glum weather. First on the list, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. In this comedic reunion, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams play Icelandic friends, dreaming of Eurovision victory. Directed by David Dobkin of Wedding Crashers, they form Fire Saga, a singing duo, hitting Eurovision with their song, Ya Ya Ding Dong. You have me at Will Ferrell. Next up, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Ryan Johnson's sequel to Knives Out brings back Daniel Craig as Detective Benoit Black, 
In a twisty tale, Blank investigates a murder on a tech billionaire's island. The star-studded cast includes Edward Norton and Janelle Mona, blending mystery with a dash of humor. Also, I care a lot. Rosamund Pike stars as Marla, a con woman targeting the elderly in this Jay Blakeson comedy. Her scheme unravels when targeting a crime lord's mother, leading to suspense and danger. Pike's award-winning role is supported by Peter Dinklage and Isa Gonzalez. If you miss Adam McKay movies, check out Don't Look Up. It's a satirical, dark comedy, featuring a star-studded cast, including Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, as they tackle global warming. It centers on astronomers trying to warn about an Earth-threatening comet, blending humor with a thought-provoking message. Or you can take a shot at Spencer Confidential. Mark Wahlberg teams up with director Peter Berg in this action-packed film. Spencer, a former Boston cop and now a private investigator, gets entangled in a murder conspiracy. The film, inspired by Robert B. Parker's novels, features intense action and a memorable prison brawl scene. Disney is set to enforce a ban on password sharing for its streaming services. Disney Plus, Vulo, and ESPN Plus. This move, announced in an email to Hulu subscribers, will start on March 14th. Violations could lead to account limitations or termination. This follows Netflix's successful crackdown on password sharing, which significantly increased its subscriber count. Disney CEO Bob Iger had previously indicated tackling password sharing as a 2024 priority. Further details are expected in Disney's fiscal first quarter earnings call on February 7th. Sorry for the lame news. And that's a wrap for this morning. Remember to stay tuned tomorrow for more news and updates. Have an amazing day, my good friends.